Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Trep Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. What's up, y'all? It's Darnell Brown, host of the Bulletproof Hustle podcast. Today, I'm sharing pieces of my story with Pete on the Trep Life podcast. After you check out the episode, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bulletproof Hustle, and you can find more of my work at BulletproofHustle.com. I sincerely hope that the stories and anecdotes we share today will inspire you. And remember, it's dreams over doubt, focus over frustration, progress over perfection, and legacy over lost time. I am an entrepreneur. I am a leader. I am a trap star. Hey, this is Charlotte Barra, and here's my story I'm sharing on the Trep Life podcast. Let's stay connected and make sure that you follow me over on social media by either typing in Charlotte Barrett or One Less Dress Connect. I hope my experiences inspire you. And remember, guys, dreams over doubt, focus over frustration. I am a speaker. I am an author. I am a mumpreneur and I practice empowerment. Peace and purpose on your journey, guys. Hello? We are on. We are on. Okay. I thought we were about to have a problem, man. Anchor, stop giving me. Yeah, man. Yeah. That we we never we never gonna let we never gonna let it uh it, it stop it stop yes. things from happening. So stop the we are good to go, man. We are good to go. I know we had some difficulties there, but we're good to go. We're good to go. We're here. Well, I just want to thank you. We have the one, the only uh, Darnell Brown of Bulletproof Hustle with us. Uh, it's to me, it's become one of the most uh, motivational entrepreneurial business uh, podcasts that I know of that I listen to on a regular basis. It's part of my repertoire. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for just putting that out there in that the atmosphere of the world. Um, we need that. You know, it's it's excellent for uh, its objectives because you are it's short, but it's impactful. And I like the rhythmic tones that you use. It's almost like it could be like slam poetry. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You have the the great voice for it. It comes through. I feel everything you say, and I think everyone feels everything you say. So. Oh wow! I, well, man, I do. Uh, I very much appreciate the warm words. Um, it, it is always, it is always uh, powerful and and just humbling to know, to know that this stuff is is reaching people. You know, one person at a time, and to not, I'm not really focusing on on analytics and stuff too much because I still feel like I have to, I have to earn people's trust, and I have to, own, yes. I have to earn my own confidence in myself as well too, and I have to. 
continue to practice at it and, and see what kind of what is sticking, what makes sense for people. And so, yeah, I, I just, you know, one, one person at a time. And, and if I could, if I could make it come off the way that I intended to, which is like, I'm just sitting in front of a single person. I'm just sitting one-to-one and having a one-to-one conversation with you. Um, and, and ultimately if I can, if I can continue to do that and it be that intimate, then, then that's a success in and of itself. Yes. And, um, and, and the last thing, the last thing I just wanted to say to that end, just with, with regards to, you know, your comments about it was that I realized that at, at the end of the day, I really am, am speaking, I'm speaking to myself. Like I'm, I'm saying the things that I most need to hear all at a time. So I'm, I'm like almost stepping outside of myself and having a conversation with the person in the mirror. So everything that I'm talking about, I'm, I'm taking heed of it myself. So I'm just, I'm almost like becoming who I need to be to, to speak to the person that I am at my core, which is, you know, we, we have the same insecurities and the same um, challenges and, and beliefs and issues and just we we are connected in that side of of humanity and i just have to create the person that i need to become until i until i really am that person 1000% i'm like that person 99% the same the same person that you hear on the podcast right. but my secret my secret the way i do it is that i just i do it in the way that makes sense to me and the way that i would like to receive messages. So I just do it for that reason. And then if it connects to some person and if there's somebody else on the other end besides myself, then that's a beautiful thing. And um, it's, it's a humbling thing. And I hope, I hope that is, I can continue to do it for as long as people will have me. Man, I love that. Um, I, I really relate to what you just said because that's kind of why I started this podcast. Um, oh, Okay. Trap life, yeah. Yeah, so the reason I started was really... What's up, Pete? You know, What's it's up? doing it again. It's doing yes. it again. <laughs> but, but, but I can 1,000% confirm that that entire audio that we just had did stay, did, did record. Okay. It is an MP4 format. I've, I've already went ahead and... Um, and downloaded it from my phone to my Dropbox folder, just in case is trying to delete it, man. <laughs> man, we just don't know. I, I yeah, you just don't that, know, man. Bro. Yes, sir. Man, yes, sir. You took you were overcautious. We were you were overplanning out here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. man. Because because I I mean I just you know. I, I, and I, that's the big thing. I just try not to be spoiled and stuff like, cause, cause it's just like, so it's like, you got information at your fingertips and I'm able to have a real time conversation with you being hundreds of miles away. Right. And, and I'm just like, that's amazing. So, so it's really nothing for me to complain about. And if the technology sucks and it don't work, you know what? We'll just do it a different day and we'll, and we'll make it. We'll, and we'll make, make it rock work. too. We'll make it rock. So it's like, it's nothing, man. I'm, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that we got access to this type of information here in 2019. I mean, I know, I know we're all used to it. We're kind of synthesized to it. But if you just sit there and think about the fact that I'm able to have 
a real-time conversation and have it recorded and then it's going to be uploaded and then and then passed out to all of these different podcast players it's a beautiful thing man it's a beautiful thing so talking with you this is fun this is fun for me this is like this is this is not as well man you're like uh like a a big bro like you know og to me you know so just soaking up knowledge from you soaking up game i love it you know i just makes me better and get on my craft and so you're making trap life better you know so i i appreciate it i appreciate you yeah no no same same here same here and i and i'm i'm learning from you and stuff as well i certainly can't claim to know everything i certainly don't have it all together um it's just like it's just like what you said it's just having it's just being able to have a certain confidence and and an ability to just being curious enough to even learn in the first place and saying, you know what, like, I'm going to walk this walk. Every single thing that you see me trying, every single thing that makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to share it with people. And then I'm going to distill everything that I learned from all of the education that I soak up and experiences and make them more digestible for you. Like, that's my ultimate goal is to be really practical with, with guidance and then to just distill the information in a very conversational human way, because it's a lot of, it's just a lot of data. I mean, you're just dealing with just probably terabytes and terabytes of information, probably weekly or something that our brains just process. And then just being able to describe what, what doesn't matter and say, okay, how can I make this connect with a person? How can I really simplify this and make it foolproof for you? So, yeah, man. Bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta always do the branding, you know. You got to, yeah. That's true. I don't, I don't do that quite enough, but, um, but I'm I'm so bad at it too. So it's just (laughs) now I'm just like, no, be like Diddy. Be like Sean Puffy Combs and yeah, and and that's the and that's the thing is just like you got people that are promoters and people that are marketers and then you got content creators and like I'm firmly I'm firmly a content creator right I don't do I don't really do promotion and stuff like that because I always worry about if I come off as shameless or something or insincere yeah like oh, I feel get that him he's ego he's cocky exactly I, I feel, I feel like... way more comfortable I feel way more comfortable just just putting it together. But that's the whole thing. That's why, that's why you got to work with a team. You know, it's, it's never just one person. You got to put yourself in a position if you're weak in that area. Um, well, as I always say, you should be doing things that make you uncomfortable, but at the same thing, you, at the same time in entrepreneurship, you got to be really wise with your time and really play to your strengths and stuff um, in order to, to kind of make it in today's world. So, if I know that I'm a content creator and I know that there are other people that are not content creators and they don't like it, they don't know what type of stuff to come up with. They are completely, you know, they're, they're weak in the area, but they're strong in like sharing things and, and really getting people pumped up about it. Then that's a perfect fit. So, so you just got to work with people and, and kind of craft a team where you all are able to, um, to build something that plays to everyone's strengths. And so, I feel comfortable with that because I'm just like, yeah, most of the people that I see, most of them, they're, they they fall in either category, but rarely do they do both themselves both. and stuff. Rarely, rarely. That's why you need like, like, so- collaboration is key, but 
Right. So somebody, somebody like two, two really big. I mean, and last night I, I, I do want to be conscientious of your time and stuff as well too. But and I'm I don't want, I don't want, it, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I didn't want to go off tangent too much, but I just definitely wanted to say of two, two really big examples um, of people, in my opinion, that are both cre- content creators and promoters are going to be Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, man. They, yes. they seem, they both seem to be equally skilled at promoting whatever they have going on as they are in acting or in, in, um, in different entrepreneurship lines, like fitness, et cetera. Like they, they're doing both sides. Like, and I'm just like, Oh man, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, they both still got a huge team of people working with them and keeping them in top shape and, and nutritionists and, and advisors and all this stuff. So it's a whole team of people for sure. It's not just them. And then you, you know, you got the engine of millions of dollars of marketing from studios and stuff and, and promoters themselves and events and all of those things that are putting power behind those brands. So when they're at the point that they have, you know, both of them millions, hundreds of millions of followers, and they're able to simply like put out a tweet or a post true they're able to get influence like by 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 just being authentic and not really having to like think about okay the the analytics and posting it at this time with these perfect amount of hashtags like the rest of us they don't got to do none of that the reason that they can do it that way is because of all of that work that was done before then and again like i said you still got millions and millions of dollar marketing budgets being put behind those two powerhouse brands anyway. So you're going to, they're going to be broadcasted, right? They're going to be broadcasted a lot more. So I just wanted to, wanted to put that out there. And, and so that, so that people would know that, you know, it kind of takes a village to, uh, to, to, to build a powerhouse brand just as it does to raise a child. So. Yes, sir. Nope. Are we getting did we get disconnected, Pete? Pete, if you're there, I cannot hear you. If you are there, I cannot hear you. Pete, if you're there, I cannot hear you. Ah. Welcome to the Trap Live Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just as a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging, are other ways you can show love to our Trap Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Pete, are you on? I am on. Okay, we we are on. We are locked and loaded right now. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So we will we will tread <laughs> we will tread carefully. <laughs> we will tread carefully, but we are on and locked and loaded right now. Okay, okay. Well, man, 
Well, just so you all know, Darnell Brown is bulletproof personified. He is about to bulletproof hustle. Uh, I still have the audio from before, so okay. we'll incorporate that as well. Okay. But I just need everyone to know we went through it trying to make this episode. So I, I think this has to be like this should be the number one episode of Trap Life in terms of views because we put work in to make it happen. We had to go through a lot of resistance and persevere. And I'm proud to say we didn't get upset. We didn't get frustrated with ourselves or each other. We just continued to work, continued to grind. And that's what being a trap star is all about. That's what being Bulletproof Hustle is all about. So I just need to get that out the way. Yeah, yeah, and and then we'll just we'll give them um, just a tad bit of context. We have been trying to connect through this Anchor app, and uh, we're running into some difficulties with recording. It was just like, you know, the the forces beyond our control weren't allowing this to happen. But you know, it was it's it's very it's very uh, you know analogous with just life. Sometimes you have these plans, and we had this set meeting time, and we both got, you know, we're on our networks and everything is supposed to work the way that it should. But, you know, technology, it, it really it sometimes doesn't work when you need it to most. But the beautiful thing is that we have options. Like you said, neither one of us got mad. Um, we have many options for trying to re- make this remote recording for you all, recording for you all and, and make it a, um, a, an entertaining and informative episode for you all. So, you know, no matter what, that's what, like you said, Trap Life and Bulletproof Hustle is all about. It's about persevering and, and finding a way to make it work, especially with all of the options available to us today. So we were trying out some things and some different apps to make it record, and we just couldn't get it. Now we're back on the Anchor app trying to make it work, and we're about almost three minutes in, and so far, so good. So that's where we are with things, Pete. That's where we are with it. Okay. So I'm trying to remember where we left off when we were having a really good conversation. You were, we, were, we were just talking about, um, you know, kind of the, the, uh, the, the podcast and your thoughts about it, which I, which I very much just appreciated you sharing and, and no one has mm-hmm. ever broken it down that way. And I was just going off of, you know, mentioning how, how I intended it to come across, if it does come across that way, that in and of itself becomes its own success but but ultimately i i do it i do it for myself first and foremost just because it's what i need to hear and and i need to talk to myself in that way and these are things that i need to believe and proclaim and i need to say them out loud and i need to listen to them and i need to replay things and stuff back again both to become better with each subsequent episode as a host but also Cause I gotta, I gotta continue to walk that walk and I gotta like, if I'm talking this stuff, I gotta live it myself. There's, there's no question about it. So I need to remember these things and I, and, and I do have a hard life in, in some aspects quite often. So I gotta, you know, these are the things I need to hear and I need to keep, keep them top of mind and just keep those, um, you know, that, that type of energy pumping through my, my veins. So, yeah. I had a follow-up question, though, that I'm trying to remember. But it'll come to me later. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how it does. Yeah. No, again, no worries. Loved what you said. Love what you're talking about. But the um, I kind of want to talk to you about something that you've touched on today, just about self confidence and having that self um, trust, right? Yes. For you to be able to be the person that you want to be and how do you find respect internally because you have to like you were like you were saying you have to earn respect you have to earn trust like you you can't buy it there aren't any shortcuts you can buy it like you were saying you can buy attention but you can't buy those two things yeah yeah absolutely and i and and i think and i think you know how how I do that for me personally, if if that's what you ask, and just yes, yes, for, yes. For how I earn that confidence or or just believe in that way, I think that it just um, you know, it just if if I'm if I'm answering it based on who I am today, it just comes from being being the example. I mean, at, at the highest level, it's it's really what Gandhi said about being the change that you wish to see in the world, that realizing that everything, the things that I want to achieve, the things that I, the places that I want to go, the things that I want to do in this lifetime and me trying to realize all that I'm made of, it starts with, with, with taking, with trying to take control and take accountability and realizing that no one is going to hand it to me. And the best the best possible thing that I could be doing with my time is, is just learning more, experimenting, and really just trying to figure things out. Just being curious is, is, really, is really what it is, is just being as curious as you can be and just realizing that the opportunities in front of us and why, why would I not do everything that I can um, to make the most out of it? When those, when you, when I get to those times where things are difficult or I'm lacking confidence, it's just like what I said before. Like I'm recording these podcast episodes for myself first, yeah. and so if no one else listens, then I need to do it. I need to do it so that I can remember the times that I said this and remember how I felt when I was speaking this way and I'm instantly back up again, I've injected that back into my veins. And so I have constant reminders just from journaling things. So I would, I would absolutely recommend that to, to people is to start journaling. And I did talk about that in some of my past episodes. Like I talked about yes. having to proclaim it and putting it down in a physical a physical manifestation of it, whether you record it through audio or by video or by pen and paper or by drawing something or by having an accountability partner, you you have to set reminders around you all at a time so that you are constantly bombarded and are brainwashing yourself into believing that you can achieve anything. Because otherwise, all of the other forces of life are kind of, um, and the things that are just going on in society are kind of going to be making you feel less confident. So you have to like work twice as hard 
to keep that confidence in you every single day that you wake up. So it really just starts there, really. It, it can't start with you just thinking about it. Like, it's way more than thinking about it. You have to have, you have to leave a physical form of evidence around and constantly refer to that piece of evidence that, okay, this is who you are and this is what you're here to do. And though you don't, you won't ever have it all figured out, though you will always be imperfect, though you will have challenging days, you have those, those, those things that you journaled to always fall back on. And you just keep that in your system and you keep that to combat all of the difficulties in life. And that's how you start to gain inklings of confidence because you'll brainwash yourself into believing it. Like you'll, you, as much as, you know, people watch the news or they are around negative energy, you got to be twice that amount with who you know that you can be. So it's, it's all about balancing that out. And so I practice that every single day. Anytime, anytime someone around me gives me bad news, they tell me something that happens, um, like a terrible piece of news. I say, okay, tell me about something that's good as well to you. Like, you got to do your research. You got to do your homework and find something that is equally positive because I need that balance. I can't just take only the negative in because I'll, um, you know, you'll get depressed. And you, you think that there's no way out. So if you're going to come to me with a piece of news or you're going to come to me asking me for help, you got to share some light. You can't just bring darkness, man. So that's, that's, a, that's a long answer towards, you know, getting the confidence both for the people that are listening to this as well as what I have to constantly remind myself each day is that it's, it just starts with, with journaling. Something as simple as that. Something as making... Um, turning your idea into something physical. So, Okay, I have three follow-up questions for that. Sure, sure, let's do okay. it, let's do it. Okay, so one, I struggle with journaling. Okay. I love writing, right? Okay. Um, I consider myself a writer and an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur and a writer, however you want to, you know, phrase it. Okay. But journaling is something that I've never been able to consistently do. The idea, like, just feels foreign to me almost. And okay. It, and intellectually, it kind of seems like something I should do. You know, yeah. like, you're a writer, okay. You, you know, journal. And so I, I tried to do it this year. This is the first year that I've, in a long time, since I was probably less than 10 where I've actually tried journaling on a regular basis. And I would do it like maybe once, uh, once or twice a week, three times a week, something like that. Okay. And then, um, then maybe for like a month and then I kind of fell off around maybe, maybe March. So, my question would be, how did, was, what was that process like for you choosing journaling? And did it feel natural? Did it feel unnatural? Was it a discipline aspect to it? Or what was going on with that? Yeah, so it's, it's several things in there. And I think, 
and I think with you, with, with your difficulties with it is that you may not have found the format that you feel most comfortable, that feels most authentic to your personality type. So when I say journaling, I'm meaning that in the broadest sense of the word. I'm just meaning like a way to record your ideas down. And it doesn't only have to be like in a diary or anything. You don't have to be like in pens, pen or pencil form. So, so definitely let's clear that part up that I meant journaling in the sense of just documenting. That's what I really, you okay. know, synonym of documenting. With respect to, to, um, to you, uh, yeah, I, I just think that some, I just think that our personality types and the way that we, I don't know, see ourselves and process ourselves and process the way we think is different for all of us. So we're not going to all use the same exact tools. I, I literally do journal, but I also, I also do the audio podcast stuff, right? So that, that's certainly a form of documenting how I feel and, and things, things that I'm trying to get out there. So it can come in different in different forms, but the the idea is to just experiment and see what feels most authentic to you. And I think I think that is what is gonna make the most sense. And for you, it may be podcasting. Like you you're in to a certain extent, you are documenting things that you think about and questions that you have about people. And it is a form of therapy. Um, even if it's even if it's subconscious. Like you're still having conversations with people. You're still allowing them to get on your platform and, and talk to your listeners and bring value and insights and things like that. And so it's shaping certain things that you may think about even at a subconscious level. And then somewhere in, in the future, you may be able to pinpoint something that somewhere you heard or something that you went through, some experience that you had that made you stronger or that improved your life in some way. So it sometimes isn't as, uh, as clean cut and as disciplined as maybe I may make it like when I'm literally sitting down to journal. But like you asked, there is a discipline aspect to it too. There are gonna be times that you don't feel like doing it or, or times that it may feel like, that it may feel odd. But since discipline has become something I've worked so hard at and is probably my, my my biggest superpower is just about being more interested in that than everything else really is, is having that passionate curiosity. It is, it is insane. Okay. Me, the person Pete, let me try this out because it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm going to learn something on the other end. At the end of the day, there's going to be some nugget that I need to move forward in my life. So you just have to try it and then see what feels right because instinctually it's got to feel good to you and it's got to feel like okay maybe journaling doesn't work for you maybe writing uh maybe writing what you feel in 140 characters at noon every day should be the way to try it out or something like you won't know until you try it but at the same time you you do have to become disciplined about it because you're not gonna want to do it and stuff all of the time. But when you realize that you have a, you have an, um, a duty to people that you've started to impact people and you started to influence them and they are expecting you 
to to enlighten them in some way, then you have so much glorious purpose because it's bigger than you. And you can't even get inside your own head too long to even be like, you know what, I don't feel like doing this or something. Like your podcast, your trap, your um your trap life podcast, as you start to develop it and as you start to see what it becomes. It's like, okay, is it something that I'm going to do on a weekly basis or daily basis? Or am I going to record a bunch all at once and dish them out over a period of time? Is this going to be season one, season two thing? Do I love this? Do I want to try a video at some point? Do I want to try a different format of people getting value? Like all of those things start to inform what you start doing. But journaling, documenting, it first and foremost has to be a personal thing. It has to be something that is done for you, for you at your core. And then slowly you can start to publicize it a little bit and start to talk about, okay, this is how I felt. And, and you know, this is, these are my trials and errors with me trying to journal. Like that is, that is its own experiment for you. And that could really help people and it could help you overcome some things. And you just gain a new, a new form of confidence because it's not as hard as, it's not as hard as you may think it would be. And you, you know that you have people to reach and impact. So it's going to come out of getting out of that shell and stuff a little bit and then saying, okay, if I, if I need to gain more confidence, if I need to gain more confidence consistently, then I have to practice in areas. I have to strengthen areas in which I'm weak. And, and if journaling is one of them, if journaling is something that you know you want to do more of and you know that you write, then that is a way to do it, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be journaling. It's just a form of documenting. It could be drawing. It could be uh, working out in nature or something somewhere, messing around in the garden. It could be anything, just things that allow you to kind of get out, get out of yourself and out of your own head and just really allow you to process some things. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I take it. I. I'm going to say that a lot throughout the podcast, but I love that. Love every bit of that. So, okay. Question two is, what would your take be on vision boards? Vision boards are amazing. I mean, as an, as an artist, as, as someone who's, I've been drawing for ever since I could remember, you know, you have people that don't remember learning how to swim or don't remember getting their first piercing and stuff like that. I don't remember when I first drew. I just remember, I just have my first memory of doing it. But coming from that background, a vision board is absolutely like such a great way to really start to crystallize things that are in your head because imagery and images being worth a thousand words and you having to see certain things and images giving you their own interpretation, but you, you have it, um, you have it coinciding with wording and scrapbooking to certain, to a certain extent and colors and textures and sitting inside of a certain room in your home or in your office. There's so many layers to it and you walk past it every day that you leave out of your office or home and you see it on your way in at the same thing. And you just constantly, thinking that to yourself and, and reiterating things and saying that, okay, I've made this vision board and it's the, 
you know, it's August of 2019 and I made this vision board and I want to see where I'm at. If I achieve all of these things within one year from today, within the next 365 days, I think vision boards are powerful. They, they are, they combine so many different um, just elements of, I think our physical reality into one space. And again, about, it's all about kind of where you place it and what you, what you truly believe about it. And do you even believe it? And are you just doing it because you heard someone doing it? Like, do you feel it in your bones? That, that sort of thing. And then you start to tick off those things that happen. I really do believe vision boards do work. I've tried them myself. And I can attest to that fact that it's something about seeing it and being able to check it off or exit out, like similar to dates on a calendar when when yesterday passes and today is here and you're able to X off yesterday, it's the same thing. And you feel that sense of accomplishment. And it doesn't have to be just large high-end goals such as travel the world over the next 365 days, like the more specific that they are, but just, you just got to have fun with it too. Um, You know, when me and my wife sat down and made ours, it was on like a big, a big sheet of like 12 by 12 paper or something like that but maybe yeah maybe it's like 24 inches by 24 inches for instance yeah and so we we sat down and we started scrapbooking with it because we liked that and that was like one of the elements um of an earlier part of our relationship so we really do enjoy that and it's very artistic to us and it's something about just going through all of the stuff that you've compiled over the years the magazines the newspapers mail and just being able to find things that say the perfect thing or just certain words that do and certain colors and images and putting that all in one place and you've done it with someone so they're holding you accountable too and you just able to put so much energy into that space it's powerful man it's powerful vision boards are amazing and and there's no right or wrong way to do it you i would just say i would just advise i mean and, and that's what you know that's what most people that i would that I follow and, and kind of am influenced by say is that you have to be very specific with your goals. They can't just be only high level. You got to have, you got to make them achievable and attainable and have small ones in there too. It might just be small as, um, I don't know, eat at home for like only for two weeks straight and not eat out and stuff. Cause I'm working on my health for instance, or I'm trying to learn how to cook for instance. It could be like, Simple stuff like that, that is so attainable, so small, but to you, it might be a breakthrough, right? So vision boards, do love them, find a right way to do them, whatever works for you, but make them specific, make them fun. They have to be fun and they, and they should be. And I think I've always felt that art was fun. So that's, that comes easy to me. It comes naturally, but I don't take it for granted. And I think that there's power in it. I think that there's power in the process of putting all of that, putting your vision board together. And then, of course, leaving it in a place that you're sure to see it every single day. Every single day until those goals are reached. Until that timeline that you've given it, which I also recommend, be specific with your timeline. Until that timeline has been hit and you can see what you've, what you've nixed off of that board. So... I agree with that a hundred and a thousand percent. <laughs>
that's what we're on. We're not on a hundred percent anymore. We're on <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. And then I want to talk to you about environments. Yes. How important are they? Environments are very important. They are, they are, they can make or break you. I feel like, you know, I often think about, you know, like in the hip hop world, there's, there's the stigma about like product of your environment. And then obviously the art, the hip hop artists that have made it out and that are rapping about it or whatever, they, they, they've obviously made it to the point where they have became more than a product of the environment. If, you know, growing up, growing up in the hood and stuff. Right. So, so it is possible to get out of that. And I believe that your circumstances don't have to define you. And that's another way of saying that I don't believe that your environment has to define you. I think that oftentimes you to have this type of hunger that I have and discipline and ambition, you, you have to come from have nots almost really. It doesn't come from having have anything handed to you. It comes from having to always show and prove. But you, you really do have to be in an environment that is going to be conducive towards the things that you want to achieve. You can't be in a, in a negative space or in a space where you got hookers everywhere and drug dealers and stuff and and gang banging and gunshots and stuff everywhere and and expect to like live in a bubble because eventually you still got to walk outside and and if you got gunshots and sirens and stuff everywhere like you that that eventually is going to either I don't know, like you, you, it'll either make the most out of you and what doesn't kill you, or you'll become a victim. You become a victim to it, or you'll want to get out of it so bad that you'll do whatever it takes to get out. And if that is, if that is illegal means, then that, then that is what it is at that point. But you, you've made a decision that, okay, my story doesn't end here. And whatever I got to do, even if I don't like it, if the end's got to justify the means, I got to find a way out because it's not conducive. It's not helping you. It's not improving you. All this doing is making things worse. And then, you know, if your life is threatened or you don't know when you're going to die, if you might not make it over 25, if you're in those type of, if you might not make it past age 25, if you're in those circumstances, then you absolutely have no choice but to get out of that environment. So at a, once, you, once you have figured out a way or have been fortunate enough to get out of a negative environment, whatever it may be, whether it's the neighborhood that you grew up in, whether it's abusive parents or, um, or living in a situation where you grew up famined or that type of stuff, like when you are fortunate enough to, to get out of that, and I can't, I can't offer advice on, on all of those situations because I haven't went through certain things, but for the things that I have went through, it just came with, that, with, a, with, a, with a curiosity and just knowing that world out here. I think that once you realize that, that your world doesn't have to end outside of your four walls, 
right? Or the neighborhood that you know, or where your bus route takes you, that there's a larger world at play, then that curiosity just starts to lead to a sense of discovery, I think, in you. And, and that you just start to learn it as you go through. You start forging your own path. You start charting a new course. But it, it kind of it happens at the same time, almost like a lucid dream, right? There's the right. lucid dreams that people talk about when they say that the world starts to kind of appear as you see it and you realize you're inside of the dream and you're able to shape it as you see it. It, it kind of happens on, an, um, on, a, on a minor level when you have that curious nature and you have a willingness to just be a student of the game, really, and say, okay, I know for a fact that other people have made it out of harsher circumstances. Me, the person Darnell, I know that for a fact. So what's different about them that, 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 um, that I have and stuff? If anything, I got to look to them and know that they found a way. So what am I up here doing with my life right now? And maybe I'm soft, right? Maybe I got it too easy. Maybe I'm a little bit too spoiled. Maybe I'm too comfortable with where I am because this is home. This is safe. This is the bird nest. But we got, you got to take flight. To, you got to leave the bird nest to really take flight, to see what soaring feels like. And, and that's, 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 where, that's where we are with it. That environment that we're in is absolutely a, um, it conditions you, man. It conditions you good or bad, the environment that you're in. And I was fortunate enough to, to get out of the environment that I had grew up in, which was certainly not the harshest of harshest. Um, but it was, it was an environment where, where a lot of people were poor and stuff, man. And a lot of people had to do things just to get by. That's the type of en environment that I grew up in. But I never once for a second ever believed that that was what life had set for me. I don't know why, and I don't know if that is some divine intervention or some calling or just my personality type of going left when everyone else is going right. But I just, I just always, I just knew. And, and, and again, if you, if that's not something that you know at your core, you know, to, to, to those listening to this, then you really got to look, you got to, seek out some different forms of education. You got to go past what you need to be true and what people are teaching you. And you'll start to find out that people had it harder than you and they made it further. So why can't you do it and stuff as well? And you got to look to those examples. Um, and then that, that kind of starts to inform your process and the things that you do. Absolutely. I think that was an excellent, eloquent um, moment discussing uh, the environment. So thank you for your response. Yeah, I appreciate the question. No, happy, happy to talk. Yeah, happy to, happy to talk. I have, I have another question for you. Um, what do you think is the most terrifying aspect of entrepreneurship? or being an entrepreneur? That's a great question. The most terrifying, the most terrifying thing about being an entrepreneur 
um, is, I would say the most terrifying thing. Let's see. Trying to think about this in real time because there are a lot of terrifying things. But if there, there are was, a lot of terrifying you, things, yeah, you can you, give us you a couple of you, if you can't think of. Just yeah, one, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Copy that. Copy that. So, I think one of the most terrifying things is th- is that is that you you really don't realize how much you have to sacrifice until you're in it, until you've agreed to do it because nothing can prepare you really for that road because it's, it's to each his own. It's so unique. It's so many factors to success and failure and how long things take you. It's just that whole sacrifice element. Like you can think in your mind and you hear, you hear like every entrepreneur has said this and you probably know it yourself. You being, you the person being one is that one of, one of the cliches is that you, when you first start out, like you work 80 hours a week, like minimum or something. Like the, the exact reasons that you get into entrepreneurship, like are like the irony is that you end up like working twice as hard. You get no vacation and stuff for a while. You don't, you don't really get that sense of freedom that you, that you really seek. So everything is turned on its head. But until you're in it, until you know what it's like, to be working crazy hours and you don't know what day it is and your body is suffering and your health is all poor, that just that just reframes everything and makes you really question some things because you might have an identity crisis. You might really be like, man, am I cut out for this? And I didn't think it was going to be like this. What am the I doing? That you, like, I'm killing yeah, what myself. What am I doing? I'm killing myself. And is it all worth it? Like, is, right. is, there, is there an end to this? Like, am I just not built for this? I, oh, I didn't know I was going to have to lose friends and family. I didn't know that that, that, that was a part of the puzzle and stuff. I mean, everybody's like going to be isolated, it. that people yeah, like look at me differently. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you got to go through some things, man. You just have to go through them. So nobody can, it's just one, it's like falling in love, man. It's just, and it's like that feeling that people say that they have when, when they, um, when they have witnessed uh, the birth of their first child or wh- whichever child that they're on. It's just something that you can describe it, but until you go through it, until you have your own unique experience of it, is like nothing will ever do it justice. So you really have to go through it. You got to come, you got to, you just got to go through it to know. So sacrifice is, is definitely the ter- is a is a super terrifying one. I think that, I mean, the only other, the only other big, in terms of like super terrifying, just just you know, in reflecting on on what I've went through, I think that what was just let me see what's super was super terrifying is, is surprisingly nowadays is just the amount of information that you have. Like it's gotten to a point where it's information overload and yeah. distraction overload and it's saturation and everybody again, everybody's a guru everybody's everybody's got advice to offer everybody has their own products and services and courses and there's so many people in this space and it's just like and everybody's trying to trying to give you um you know five hacks or five tips and tricks to use to make your first, uh, I don't know, five figures this month and stuff like that. Like trying to, trying to, 
and and that that may be looked at as like a get rich quick scheme or something. I don't know, but that or, and that may be an authentic example too. Like people may really be helping people do that. But the point is that you just have so much information coming at you that it's really hard to just be in your own in your own place and just simply working on that one or two thing, those one or two things that you need to be working on at a time versus everything else that you're bombarded with, newsletters, emails, advertisements, billboards, um, your, fam your familial obligations, your, uh, your job obligations, side hustle, um, just what you think about yourself, who you are as a person, your own education, your own experiences, travel. You have so many things demanding for your attention. Or, and then in just in the professional world, in, in, in entrepreneurship, there's just so much information and so the big, the big question becomes is like, where do I start, right? Where do I start and how do I know that what you're talking about is really what it is versus what this next person is saying that completely contradicts what you just said, right? You got one person saying that multitasking is, is, is amazing and this, these are the reasons that you should do it. And you got another person saying that you should work on one thing at a time and all of that stuff. You got all of this competing information, yeah. all of these things. So where- All the and so. Knowledge all the time, 24-7, and it's always something new that pops up. So many things that you're missing, so much good information, so many things that would help you that you're right. just missing just because this amongst the noise, because that person didn't promote it well enough, or because you didn't see it at that one time that you were standing in line. So it's just information, man. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying because every, all of the people, some of the people that I look up to, the some of the historical figures that have that have passed, that have passed and stuff like that. So, um, uh, like a, a lot of them lived in times where there was way less information and it was just simple. I mean, Albert Einstein was able to devote his life to like the things that he was working on, like his entire life to, to, you know, these equations and stuff like that and these theories and, and things that he had and testing things. And yeah, and in those times, there was there just wasn't as much going around. There were less people in the world. There was no internet. There was less amounts of entertainment and stuff as well, too, right? So you didn't you didn't have all of these different things. You could really just sit and devote yourself to something, and devote yourself on to an impossible perfection, because it's not about you know it won't be perfect, but you know, you're just trying, you're just trying that because you're, you're curious about it and seeing what breakthroughs can happen. But it's just simple stuff like that. Like just knowing the amount of information today is mind boggling. So you really have to simplify as much as you possibly can and just, just focus on what works for you and just everything else can wait. Cause it's going to be in the public forum anyway for a while, but you need to turn off some things, man. You need to turn off some, uh, some, some things you that you have that, going on. You have to filter. You have to get a filtration system. Or some you, have, sort. you absolutely have to filter yourself and you have to, you know, me, me personally, I, I do Pomodoro's and stuff. So I really, that really works well for me. I really feel like I get a lot done. You know, that's 25 minutes of concentrated work and then five minutes off, but all of my notifications are turned off 
everything is in D&D mode. And if I got a lot, if I'm not working online at that point, that might get locked down too, so that I have 25 uninterrupted minutes and several of those every single day to get the things done that I need to get done. There, there are tactics that, that work, but ultimately, you know, the, the kind of the antidote, or at least the, the thing that, the things that we need to do is that there's, there's content that we have to create as entrepreneurs to some extent, to some degree. We're, we're content creators as well. And so we, we have things that need to get out but if we stay in that noise, we we're gonna get behind on things, and we're not gonna um, we're not gonna accomplish these things that need to get done. So, yeah, those those are the two big terrifying aspects to entrepreneurship, as far as I see them. Man, those are two excellent ones. I think that's the first time I've asked that question on the podcast. So. That's a oh, wow. record for you, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how we do. <laughs> I will. I have a follow-up. Well, I, I always have follow-up questions, but um, I want to kind of go into you're married, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that process? Were you married before you were an entrepreneur um, in I'll kind of ask this question a little bit later, but um, how was, if you weren't, how was that transition into entrepreneurship? How did that affect the relationship, if at all? Well, it it has to affect the relationship. I, I, so I I don't even want to say at all, if at all. Man, that's an excellent question. Excellent. Excellent question. So the, the answer to that is I I was an entrepreneur before getting married. So Um, but with me, like, fortunately, my wife kind of knew that I was always that person anyway, like based on the conditions in which she met me, I, I, I already had an entrepreneurial spirit to her. So this wasn't a shock. This was a natural evolution to who I was, but when it really became clear cut, when I really quit my job with no job security and that was in 08 and we had just bought that house the first the first home that we had ever lived in together like single family home and all of that happened at once you know that she she just really still supported it i guess because she she believed in me and that was a big part of it like just that belief in it and just seeing that hustle right so she's seeing what i'm doing with my time if I'm sitting around the house playing video games or something or sitting there like feeling sorry for myself, like like hunky dory old me, like um, like this, this sucks or something like that, that wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't have uh, flown. That wouldn't have worked with, with her. Right. So she she was able to see, OK, like I see Darnell getting up. I see him working crazy hours right now trying to get these logo projects and stuff off the ground, like going past business parks and handing out flyers and stuff and delivering wings and stuff, man, which I've already talked about on the podcast. You probably heard that. Like, that's so true. So it was just whatever I was trying, whatever I had to do just to just start getting in some income. And fortunately she, she had had consistent income anyway. So we weren't, 
we weren't like going to be out on the street or anything. Like if we were, if we were at the point that we were able to have that home, you know, we were, we were pretty decent, but we, a really naive thing to do. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any financial runway. So everything that I made just kind of went right back into the house and until I could make it work. So it just came with hustle. Like there's, there's no other definition for it. But yeah, it, it affected the relationship to some to some extent. But like I said, she knew there was always support there. There was always support. Um, I don't really re recall her giving me kind of like a deadline of saying like, okay, if this doesn't work by this time, then maybe you should get this job back. Because she already knew that I was applying for jobs before I had that epiphany to go out on my own anyway. But because the recession happened, no one was hiring. No one that no one was hiring for what I was doing anyway. So, I mean, only I guess restaurants and stuff were or recession proof places were the only people, the only things doing it. But, you know, delivering rings wasn't in my chosen field. I, it, it wasn't it wasn't what I would have picked for myself at the end of the day, but it was something I had to do. Um, you know, there there are stresses, there are stresses that come with things naturally. Like you said it did it did change the relationship because in those early days I'm working crazy hours so I'm not even it's not even a relationship that much just in terms of I'm not putting as much energy as I should into our personal relationship like me and her and quality time and all of that so I just had to I had to um I had to create a better balance and really dedicate time and say, okay, you know what, at least on my weekends, at least on Saturdays and Sundays, it's about us. I, I'll go crazy hours Monday through Friday, but this is, this is what I can offer. And this is, so this way we can at least be putting something into relationship because you don't want it to feel like roommates. So I felt her on that one. And, and then we worked it out in a, in a way of kind of doing the weekend things and stuff for a while until I could have a, a better schedule and better right. approach. And then I, you know, I could start to have consistent projects and say, okay, yeah, now my hours are, you know, eight to four Monday through Friday, or now I got every Wednesday off that type of thing. And as the client list grew, as I put more skin in the games, I had more skin in the game, prove myself more, earn the respect, earn the trust. Then those things just kind of just, just started to take a life of its own and then I didn't have to I didn't have to um work crazy hard towards getting new clients and stuff anymore I was I was fortunate enough to just work have some word of mouth doing the work for me so yeah that's 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 my answer to that question of yours Pete man again I love that <laughs> this can't guy you too enough, cannot say enough <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy to share, man. I'm just happy to share with, 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 um, with, with people and just help them and learn from my mistakes, man. Just, you know, don't make the same ones I did. I'm, I'm here to save you that if I can. So, can you tell us about the business that you and your wife have now? Yeah, so we got, we have uh, our, our skincare line, and it's called, it's called Latelier. And it's a homage to her, um, to her father, who, whom is still alive, uh, but he had all girls. And uh, I guess this was a way to carry on his name because I don't think my wife and I will, will be having kids. Really? And, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we will be. Uh, that's that's a whole another story for a different date. But uh, I'm I'm happy with life and stuff right now with without kids. So I would definitely put that out there. Okay. So with regards to our business, is is um yes, yeah, it's, it's a quality skincare line where we have blended the two worlds of of um of biochemistry and mother nature basically to to produce quality skincare and to help people age gracefully no matter what your gender is no matter what your skin tone is and and especially for people that are already kind of like health conscientious a little bit more ethical minded that that type of thing like the people that are already on that wavelength would find a lot of value in our products and um and services because we are all about informing people and again just helping people age gracefully and live healthy and it's completely congruent with with like the stuff that I talk about on the on the podcast and my brand strategy programs that I'm doing with my clients all of this is is completely compatible with that so it's it's no it's no learning curve really for me in terms of branding it and promoting it while she's able to work on the estiology side and, and formulating products. And so we are just coming out with products every time that we can, we bootstrapped it from the ground up. We have, um, we have a few team members on with us as well too, that are, that are working part time with us and just trying to help us make the most out of this brand and really get it out to people. So it's something that we're excited about. It's our, it's, it's my wife and I's baby for sure. Uh, th this business and we, we have plans to make, to, to do other things together in business as well as to, to, to see how far this thing goes with Latelier and to just keep it moving, man. And keep it, keep improving. And eventually, you know, Eventually, we'll have the entire bathroom will be all stuff that we know that we that we made, and that would be a, a great honor to to get to that point. That's an amazing and know know what's in all of our stuff. Yeah, we yeah. just so. use your own stuff, your own yeah, materials. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's the uh, that's certainly that's certainly in the in the pipeline, and um and every day you know I'm, I'm working on it, and we she is too, and we. We ha I have those two pillars. I got Bulletproof Hustle and our skincare line, Latelier. I'm, I do those two things. Um, I put energy in them every day. And so that's certainly enough for me to, enough for me to be doing, not trying to add any more to the plate because I got to get these two really off the ground. But I'm happy with them. And, uh, yeah, I got, got, a, got a lot of purpose and so many exciting things in store. And we just landed our first reseller and stuff, by the way, too, not too long ago, which was certainly um, a huge thing. It came from out of left field as well. But that was something that we, you know, because we, we want to do that. We, we want to get into some different places and get into some physical stores and do bulk sales and see what that feels like and, and really get this thing out and into to more people who could use this stuff. So, yeah, that's what's going on with the skincare line, man. Man, I, I want to. I want to get some. I need to get a product. Uh, yeah, I man. I, I, I definitely get you and some. Order some. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely send you some stuff, man. I definitely get you some uh, some samples. Uh, we we our facial cleanser, uh, the Bear Bar is is our most agreeable product. 
I will definitely put that out there. It's, it's the most agreeable one, the most highly rated, the most um, the, the most loved, the most adored uh, product. So I get you some of that. Um, and, and you're able to use, to use it just for your face or for your body as well, too. And it's just um, it's just a great cleanser for people with with um, with with skin skin conditions. And even if you don't have any. Um, it's just something that, that people like a lot as a great travel companion. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's part of the story right now, the part of our brand story right now and part of our, our, um, our product lineup right now. But, uh, but yeah, that, that would be something to get you for sure. Man, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm, I'm hyped. I, I just loved hearing it. I, I've seen the website. I, it, it's very well done for anyone that needs wants to go check it out. And in the skincare line, um, that's definitely something uh, I want to share with. Uh, I had another guest on recently named uh, Tina. Okay. Tina, episode 22. Um, so Tina is a esthetician. Is that how you say, call it? Oh, and uh, they, they say uh, esthetician. Esthetician. Okay. There you go. She, so that's her line of, that's one of her line of works. Uh, she has some other things in the works as well. But she was talking about how, you know, cleansing and everything that comes with it, facials. And so I know that's something, that's a product that I need to share with her so that she can get hip to it and give it to her customers as well. So, yeah, you know, that's, absolutely. That's networking out here, you know, this. Yeah, that's what that's what it's about, man. Look at look at yes. Peter's up here matchmaking right now, y'all. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're about here, man. We gotta <laughs> entrepreneurs must support other entrepreneurs. That's just all there is to it. There's no question about that, man. You're absolutely right. That, that's where it starts, man. That's where it starts. We all in this together, and we're all trying to put out our ideas man that's a beautiful thing it's a very beautiful thing because so many people so many ideas and they just die out and they don't even try and stuff so to those of us that are trying let's do it people have like they they have like a baseball mentality where it's like three strikes you're out and it's like sometimes you don't get three strikes you know sometimes you might, you might be thousands of strikes. It could be thousands. It could <laughs> be three, thousands. If you are lucky to only have three, like you're, that's a, I mean, golly, that's a unicorn if you have only that's three. A that's a unicorn, three. yes. So. That, and, and that doesn't happen. And, and I think that's the problem. I think people have a, a very misguided, um, super inflated idea of entrepreneurship based on unicorn entrepreneurial stories that they hear. Yeah, man. And that's, and that, those are the stories that get all of the broadcasts that that get the attention that get, um, that get the clicks, get the headlines. Those are the stories that are, that are broadcasted. And I'm just like, yeah, that's unicorns are essentially aren't the entrepreneur version of winning the lottery pretty much. That's basically all that it is. And, um, and you know, you, you're only going to get one of those and stuff in a lifetime. And it'll really be hard to get out of the shadow of that, no matter what else that you do. Right. So 
Zuckerberg, even if he had other ideas that he wanted to give out, it will always be under the, the shadow of Facebook. So, I mean, not, and, and maybe that's all that he wants to do. And that's not, a knock, that's not a knock on him and stuff at all. I'm just saying that the unicorn companies, I don't, I don't really see anybody that, I don't know, started three of them or something like that. And they all were, were like unicorns. You kind of get one of those per lifetime and maybe per generation. Right, and and we and Elon we know Musk the is the only there. one that kind of comes to mind, but there could be a debate about whether his companies are unicorns or not. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, to your point, you know, you, I, unicorns are few and far between, but there's a lot more to entrepreneurship than the unicorns. So yeah, you might not be a unicorn, but that doesn't mean that you're not an entrepreneur. Exactly. It's it's way more about it's way more about what it means to you, what success looks like for you. It's not going to be the same for everybody else. It's just, just it's just not. Success might mean being able to retire on a lake house or something at age forty, and and just be on your rocking chair or something, and just and live a, like a low key life. And you got your couple of stocks and stuff set up and you don't have to work. You can retire if you want to. And just like maybe working out in your garden or something like that may be perfect for you. That right. could be, or it could, it could be like living, it could be living a metropolitan lifestyle. It could be being acquired by a larger company. Like you could, that could be success for you. So it, it really is just specific to the person. And, um, and that's what I would advise people to really be doing is to not, not look at what success looks like for other people, but what does it mean to you? And if you don't know that, then you got some work to do. You got to go on a trek. It's time for you to go on a journey to see what that is. And it's okay to figure it out on the way. You do not have to go into this with a plan. You do not have to have it all figured out to be an entrepreneur. You don't got to go to school. Education is great, like I said, but you don't you don't have to do these things. You don't have to feel like, okay, I didn't get the education and now I'm just... Because nah, so done. many, yeah, because there's so many, probably way more examples of people that dropped out of high school that are like way, like super successful than there are people that, I don't know, Harvard graduates or something. So yeah. that just goes to show you as well, too, that it's just way more about more um, education, way more than education. That's just one element of it. So um, you can't let any of it hold you back. You just got to really just start getting out there start getting some feedback and seeing what's sticking. And what's working? So, oh, let me uh, let me pause real quick. Let me pause real quick. So you you uh, you definitely have to snip it here, um, Pete. Okay. And the reason is because the uh, I think that the anchor app has a one hour time limit. So we're on like not, um, the 59th minute. So I'm gonna okay. stop it here. I'm gonna reinvite you to it so that we can finish up the conversation on a okay. separate recording since this one is gonna cut off. So you just okay. gotta snip it here, man. Okay, sounds All good. Right, so- so I'm going to hang up now and call you right back right now. Okay. Thanks, okay. man. Yep. Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you experience value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. 
Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Trap Life Equations, E to the third, H squared equals Trap Life. Entrepreneurship plus empowerment plus empathy, history plus hip hop.